Here we go. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us on another episode of the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. This is big episode 90. Ten more, so we're at 100, and we have some special guests tonight. We have the first 1,000-rated New Zealand disc golfer and too young to be on this podcast, Levi Stout. Hi, Levi. Ta-da. We have his older brother, the this year's South Island Disc Golf Championship, Ethan Stout. How's it going, Ethan? Hey, how you doing? And everyone knows him, everyone loves him, the one and only Bray Marsden. How's it going again, Bray? <laughs> it's going good, Bray. Going real good. Levi, Ethan, why don't you uh, tell us all about yourself? Uh, what is there to tell? Um, I'm just a high school student that throws plastic sometimes and is trying to throw less and less each time I do. Isn't that funny? That's the funny way the world works. Yep. More, more golf you play, the less you play. Yep. Unless you're gray. <laughs> um, and so you said you're a student, so I don't know exactly how I think 16 here would be like two more years of high school. Is that about what you have? Uh, I've skipped a year, so I'm in my last year of high school this year. Oh, okay. All right. Is that <laughs> you skip a year so you can uh, get out to, to be a pro disc golfer sooner rather than later? Hopefully. That's the plan. <laughs> That's the plan. So, Ethan, uh, what about you? Uh, just work, play when I can when I'm not working. Sure, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I'm six years older than him, so I've been finished with school for a while. So, okay, six years older. Yeah, I can't see you, so I can't tell if you look old or young. Or <laughs> you still look pretty young. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, yeah, but still relatively young, but older. Yeah, than um, yeah. he's young to me. <clears throat> young to me. Yeah, we've, we've been playing for we've been playing for probably five years. Six years, competing for four or five, playing for six, maybe even seven, like you know, just recreationally. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? And uh, Bray, why don't you tell us what's new with you? Ah, uh, man, just in full preparation mode for the for nationals coming up, and um, and disc golf anyway. I got the got to re-sign with Innova for another year. Um, which is awesome. Yeah. And slowly getting into practicing a bit more now, which is good. Just trying to balance the uh, work life, dad life uh, flow with some practice of disc golf. So hopefully can get back up to where I, where I was uh, pre, pre becoming a dad. Yeah. That's right around the corner for me. Um, do you have any plans to t- TD? after nationals is over or is this year dabbling into it and you're ready to focus on your game uh yeah i've i think i i went from like being a player to getting right into the nitty-gritty of like the behind the scenes shit way too quickly uh-huh. so i definitely i definitely want to step step away from that a bit and, um try yeah. to become a better player Especially with this your first beer. tournament. Sorry, last question. No, no, no. I've I've teed a few events. Um, okay. Ran ran some leads and stuff like that, but 
mm-hmm. just just really want to focus on the game rather than the the other side of it <clears throat> moving forward. Um, so Levi and Ethan is uh, disc golf kind of a family thing, you know? Did you guys pick it up with with like you and your family, or is it mostly just a a friend and brother thing? Yeah, it started like that. Mum was the one who introduced us and at the start. We had a system between us and age. Um, at the start, all you know, parents, um, you know, and the three of us would play um, just with catch frisbees. You know, nothing special. Yeah. Whatever you can find. Yeah, once once it started to progress into actual discs and kind of like a bit more competitive, it kind of became a two horse show for a while. And yeah. me and Levi would be the only ones playing tournament. Mum and dad would come and watch, you know, because he was, this is, you know, this is five years ago, so he was 11, 12. Yeah. So obviously um, they'd come and, you know, watch and support. But then mum started playing and mum plays tournaments. Oh, you know. that's awesome. So, yeah, and dad, dad's played once and uh, um, play, play, plays recreationally more so. Played a couple of events, I think, recreationally. You know, right. So, um yeah and sisters well, sister gets driven nuts by all the discs in the house and us <laughs> so much. um yeah. mum kick mum kicks ass at disc golf tournaments just just fyi oh yeah is she is she playing at the nationals yeah yeah all right yeah, play, play, plays fa40 and usually beats a lot of the fa you know fa1 players yeah, and, yeah, almost, almost FPO as well, eh? Jeez. There's not a necessarily, unfortunately, there's not a strong female side of disc golf in New Zealand, so it's getting, it's definitely getting better, but it's definitely not anything like the states. Yeah, it has leaps and bounds to go. Yeah, for sure, and it, it's getting, it's getting better slowly. Um, it's getting the right way. Yeah, she probably finishes on the podium for females at most events, particularly, particularly like more smaller one day ones. Yeah. Um, so she d- does do quite well usually. That's pretty cool though. That's awesome. Uh, so there's no younger stout to keep an eye out for, but there's uh, one older stout is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So you said your mom introduced you to the sport. Uh, was there like how long? How how long playing it before there was a lot of competition between you two? Maybe, yeah. Oh, you know, we're we're a very competitive family, I guess. So. Okay, so right from the get. Oh, yeah. you know, even with even with frisbees, it's something we're all at the start yeah. we're equally bad at. So. Uh-huh. A bit of a lottery as to who was going to win each day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we started off on a real family-friendly course as well, which was good. So. Yeah. Um, Allowed you guys to compete against each other. Yeah, and and frisbees, you know, we weren't actually taking a hundred shots around was um we're still shooting probably like 10 15 over um through nine but it wasn't but it it wasn't like a a longer championship course or anything so it probably probably made a bit more entertaining because we're like oh you know and saw how achievable it potentially was yeah got us hooked i guess yeah um do you guys remember what your first like disc golf disc was like uh what was the first first one you got first ones would have just been the rpm starter packs okay uh, 
yeah, just base plastics. But then after that, I know, I know my first tour. I got sucked into um, RPM. Obviously, New Zealand's manufacturer only manufacturer. Uh-huh. They're quite popular here, so a lot of people start with that. So I start the first two discs, disc golf discs I bought were a Ruru, which is kind of like a dagger putter, okay. um, or like a link, you know, like a straight straightish putter, yeah. and a Kahu, which is like a kind of maybe like a Shrike, and I got okay. sucked. In got sucked into the stamp that said extra long range distance driver and then yeah. you know first throw it didn't go extra long range it went <laughs> it went that way you know yeah yeah that's how it goes yeah got sucked got sucked into it what was your first disc uh mine was a tui probably it's just an understable putter another understable putter from rpm okay um, that was a good choice unlike the cut <laughs> yeah um, what about you, Bray? I don't remember asking you what your first disc was. Would you believe it was an RPM disc? Yeah, yes, I would believe that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was it was an Arcturus, Arcturus, um, which has now been retooled as a Piwaka Waka. Ah. Um, and it was also my first Ace disc. And fun story about my first ace was that we had an ace kitty of $480. And I'd been playing for one month and then we were at the Wii social rounds. It was, it was two, it was yesterday. It was four years ago yesterday. And I had an ace on hole 12 with an Arcturus and somebody had an ace on hole seven with an Arcturus and pocketed the $480 because they hit the ace earlier in the round than I did. Oh, you guys should split it. That's not fair. Nah, that's right. I got, I got a, I got a, hey, sorry. You're playing with Jim, weren't you, when he did that? Yeah, I was on, on the same card as him. I got a bottle of bourbon out of it. <laughs> um, But yeah, so yeah, that was cool. And so that was my first ever disc. And then, just grew from there and then it, be- then it was a claymore and then i was away uh well our, at a tournament i was at a kid i think he was 14 maybe hit uh ace on the 50 50 hole so he cleaned out for like 700 dollars or something because he cleared out the whole ace pool and then they won the 50 50 too and it was just like it doesn't even matter. He, he could have shot, you know, a hundred over. He's like, I'm yeah. good. I'm not when you're winning that much money. Thank you for nice. right. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. RPM. Let's talk about some sponsors. Levi, I understand you are with RPM. How is that going for you? Any uh, tour series? Do they do tour series? Yeah, we will have. We got something in the pipeline at the moment. It'll be a. Uh, well, I already have a tour series disc, or like a. Signature. signature disc okay uh, but in the pipelines we have a fundraiser uh for junior worlds coming up soon um, are we getting a so sneak peek here this is this like is our, no this is our oh yeah this is a signature, signature disc. oh that's awesome is that the right one no no that's, <laughs> yeah that's the that was a signature disc that was made for me and Jacko because Jacko won North Islands and I won South Islands. So I did a bit of a collaboration there. 
Uh, it's just another one of the local players. Um, well, not local. He's from other side of the country. He's been around for a while. He's all of this. Damn it. Where are you going here? Um, my camera's all messed up, so I'm trying to fix it. <laughs> there, there, that's what I'm aiming for. Have you got, have you got another, dis- another signature this coming, Levi, for a fundraiser? Uh, it won't necessarily be a signature desk, but it'll just be a fundraiser desk. Yeah. To get you out to America for Junior's World, Junior Worlds, right? That's the plan? Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, so what are some go-tos from from uh, RPM? Like if you had to build a bag for any person in the world out of like, let's say three to five discs, what discs in that bag? Oh, that's a good one. I'd have to say you gotta have gotta have a Tui in your bag. That's the understable putter. I got lots of glide late turn but just money they're great for throwing and I putt with them just so uh, suit my style quite well um, then you'd have to also go for the takapu that's what this disc is here um, that's like the equivalent of like a P2 it's just okay. RPM driving putter slightly overstable uh, um, lots of glide straight shot yeah lots of glide a little bit of fade um, then I'd say the next essential, the, ne- the essentials other than that, I'd go a Kia, which is the equivalent of like a, kind of a gator. Okay. It's like overstable. Yeah. Really overstable. Um, you can throw it however you, however you want, you know, it's just going to fade. Mm-hmm. Then the last one that I'd say you've got to have is a picker picker. It's a understable hybrid from RPM. Uh, they're just money, lots of glide, nice light, nice pop, and a bit of fade at the end. And they go so far for what they are. Gotcha. Um, so you're pretty happy there. Uh, uh, got any big plans for the future other than the fundraiser disc? Don't know uh, yet. RPM, not at the moment. The main focus for now is just um, this year. Oh. Focus on this year and see what happens after that. Focus on your game and it's fair. And then, uh, Ethan, you are on Discraft Underground, correct? Uh, so, what kind of what kind of discs you bagging from them? Um, my bags probably. Classic discraft bag. Um, Raptors, buzzes, and zones. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've been leaning away from the Raptor lately for a Reaper, but um, okay. I throw fierces, fierces, no. zones, buzzes. Um, it's my slower stuff that I, the only things I throw, really. I do have a drone in the bag, but I haven't thrown it really a lot lately. But yeah, uh-huh. like forces for distance drivers, Zeus's forces, and no um, nukes. Nah, I, I don't, not really a fan of nukes, honestly. Just, yeah, just like that's that's my hands, and it's just just tough to get my fingers around the rim. I yeah. think desk. I've watched plenty of people throw them successfully, but you know, it's just one of those mm-hmm. things. That yeah, everyone's got to find their own thing. Yeah, probably probably one of the discs I throw the most. I probably don't give it 
enough credit as the undertaker um a lot of okay. um without a forehand you know ha- having the ability to turn stuff is quite handy obviously mm-hmm. um, and undertaker does that quite well for me yeah. at least I've seen people throw Undertakers all over the place, but it's never been a disc that I've ever, ever, ever liked. I don't have a lot of disc craft, though. I'm mostly just a zone, I think. Yeah. Uh, do you have any big plans for the near future? Um, not really. Going to do Kick space. some ass and... <laughs> Caddy for him at Junior Worlds and hopefully get into a Pro Tour event or two. Um, there you go. We're over. We'll see. Um, yeah, not really the greatest timing for events with Junior Worlds, but we're going for Junior Worlds, so any Pro Tours we could play or watch whilst we're right. under the bonus, yeah. uh, since because that's that the secondary goal, not the primary goal. Um, mm-hmm. where, where is Junior Worlds? Uh, it's in Peoria. Oh, where Ledgestone is, yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, get to watch and or play. Um, DDO, Des Moines, Ju- Junior Worlds. Obviously, I can't play. Um, and then probably Kansas City Wide Open the weekend after, or what? Yeah, is the next one. Um, but yeah, even if I don't get to play, still be cool to go watch. Um, yeah, for you know, sure. And see, see that what the you know competition's like. Obviously, it's going to be miles better, and we're going to be very impressed by it. But you know. It's about, I know the bar's up here somewhere. It's just about how high up, I guess. Right. Um, but, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. And, uh, Bray, what discs are you trying out? Any new stuff that's kicking stuff out of your bag? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I got the, I did a, a Wii team order just to, I wanted to try out the Charger and of his new disc. Um, yeah, just a, like a fast, a faster destroyer apparently, and in the hand it feels really good, and they're, they're flying really nice too. So I got them in like a lighter weight, like a one sixty nine, one seventy. I gotcha. Um, just for the for the noodle arm, and uh, oh, yeah, we call it the dad arm. arm around here. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure the dad <laughs> arm, the un the unpracticed arm. <laughs> um, I got some some pro starfires. To have a whirl on and um like a v a v cobra and lots of daedalus because i've been loving the big anheuser shots with the with the daedalus gotcha yeah that's a that's a disc that i see a lot of people around me throw a lot it's never been something that i've i've gravitated to i don't know that was that was me as well like i i hated the flippy high speed discs but i've sort of just worked them in oh i always fell in love with like the turn um i looked through a lot of turn, oh, not a lot but uh i threw the turn and then the ddx i threw it through a lot right now which is like a hybrid of a turn it's like has a turn bottom but they fly pretty similar i like the turn the turn's got a nice like a shell like a, a small rim like it's real easy to grip onto i reckon yeah yeah that's what i like about the ddx is it's, it's super thin not that you, i don't i don't think they allow you to throw it even though it was in of a made, but um, uh, no, nah, not, not anymore. Yeah. Oh, very answered junior worlds. Uh, so I guess, yeah, I didn't ask you this, but Levi, how excited are you for junior am worlds? 
Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a little bit. Um, do you want? Do you want to run a quick stat? Do you want a quick stat stat update on the on the? the yeah, did you look it up? Because I meant to look it yeah, up. Yeah, I just I forgot. I just had a look then. So Levi, I think, is already aware, but he is the the highest rated junior amateur in the world. And right. I, I would almost go as far to say that he is the highest rated amateur in the world because there's only three people above him and they've only played one event each. <clears throat> so it's yeah. not, not a sustained uh, rating at all. It's just a flash yeah. in the pan rating. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's I, just, just to that's awesome. um, toot Levi's horn a wee bit. I wish I would have. Uh, I wish I would have known that fact when I introduced them because I would have added that in there. It's all right. We just we just slipped it in there halfway through. It's yeah, fun. yeah. But that's awesome. Six. You're 16, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 16 years old and the highest rated amateur in the world. So, what you think? Uh, if everything goes well, you're going pro soon, or? Uh, if everything goes well at Junior Worlds, I'm definitely going pro. I'm sick and tired of turning down cash at ATS. Yeah, I bet. Um, I do have a suspicion as well. I can't prove it in any verifiable way, but I have a suspicion that I'm the youngest thousand-rated player in the world. Uh-huh. But that would be... I don't really know yeah. if there's someone who's gone pro that might have... Yeah. Yeah. How, how old's Gannon? Uh, I think he's turning 18 this year. I think yeah. he turned 17. You can't filter by age. You've got to filter by division no. played. Yeah. yeah. So anyone that's good at 16, 17 in the States, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure how many there are, but you'd assume they've gone pro if they've, you know, if, if they've gone to junior worlds or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that they won't be in the junior division when you filter on PDGA on the player search. So. Uh-huh. It's tough, tough, tough to verify, but it's definitely up there. I reckon sure. we just, I reckon we just claim it. Fuck it. Uh, so they, they always do those. You guys probably don't watch like American football, and I'm sure maybe they have this for like uh, uh, do you guys call it football or soccer? Just so I know. ask Ethan, he plays it. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, so they always for like American football, they always have these stats like. Uh, you know, this quarterback is the youngest quarterback and it's always like 24 years, 212 days. And, you know, so yeah. now we have to boil it down to when does Levi turn 70? Yeah. That's when we have to figure it all out. Yeah, you got to cherry pick it properly. Yeah. Man, I tell you, sports centers and all that stuff loves to just, just uh, do make do, up stats. Well, that's not a, that's a cool stat, but they love yeah. to like boil yeah, it yeah. down to like such a freaking... I don't know. I like. I I love how there's like a stat for who scored the most points on Christmas Day in NBA. Like who? Yeah. Who cares? It's, it's just another day. Who threw the most touchdowns when it was raining on Sunday in yeah. February? Exactly. <laughs> um, what other goals? So, I mean, obviously, goal for Levi is is win at junior worlds and and do everything he can to put himself on the map out here but you guys have anything else in mind that you're looking forward to or win national championships <laughs> well oh, three and a half hours ago or well, two and a half hours ago i entered myself a ddo all right let's go that's around yeah that's a couple of weeks week or so before 
Junior Worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be playing at DDO. What a great warm up. Right. That's that's wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be keeping an eye out for you. And obviously, uh, with nationals coming up soon, home course and both of us are gunning for the win. So you're right. That's the plan, right? You show up and that's the plan. There's a lot of outside competition for that. We've got to keep it, keep it at home. Yeah. We'll try. Uh, how many weeks are you spending here in the States? Do you have it boiled down yet to like exactly how long? Or? Yeah, we've got flights booked. Uh, okay. Five. So five like weeks. A week. get in on a weekend and spend two or three days adjusting because you guys are, the way I think of it is you guys are eight hours ahead or so. Just in general, I know you have like multiple different time zones, but yeah. you're eating from five to nine or ten hours ahead. So yeah. eight hours ahead, but you're a day behind. So obviously, it's a bit of a um, change for Jet us. Jet lag, yeah. Lag out, but yeah. Kansas, a DDO first, um, and then hopefully I can get into Des Moines, or I'll, I personally want to go watch because um, he's in the DDO. So DDO, and then hopefully. I'll get up and watch or play in Des Moines. And then the Tuesday or Wednesday, Junior World starts after Des Moines. And then it'll be like a week off and then maybe Kansas City wide open. Um, okay. And then home a few, a few days after. Is that um, a Silver after. Series? Kansas yeah, City? Yeah, a, a Silver Sweet. Series. Yeah, um, cool. yeah that, that, that's the provisional. The first few, you know, quite mildly set in concrete, but not quite set. Um, yeah, so about yeah. five weeks. Sweet. Awesome. Hell yeah. Um, Are you the first Kiwi to go play Junior Worlds? No, Sam. Sam ah, in, Sam. In 2019. Forgot about Sam, yeah. Probably the first Kiwi to maybe play a Pro Tour, because... Am I allowed to use that word? Aside, that like... aside from Worlds, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the MPO division, because Simon played, Simon Feezy played. There's been a few. There's been a few that kind yeah. of like worlds or something that, you know, you kind of, yeah. like, yeah, they count, but they're not in MPO and at an actual standard elite series. Yeah, um, yeah it, definitely the first since COVID anyway, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so New Zealand Nationals coming up. How's the course looking, Bray? Oh, uh, brown. We've had brown. no rain. We've had uh, no rain. <laughs> man, you guys can take some of our freaking precipitation. Man. It's supposed We've to be had, rain or snow. I, I genuinely day. think, with the exception of this week, because this week it rained a lot, um, we've uh, probably had like 40 days of hot weather yeah um, so lots of grasses looking brown um like we had a water ban so you know sprinklers and hoses and shit so. mm-hmm. but we i had a meeting yesterday with the golf club and the greenskeeper gave him a map and some details about where everything is so he's he's awesome eh? like give him a wee shout out his name's craig but the behind the scenes work that he does for us for no reason like you know because it's not 
the, the, the ad disc golf course has nothing to do with the with the the golf course. It's just on the same land, but he goes and looks after it for us. <clears throat> right. Just just because. So he he's got the map, he's got the the locations of tees and baskets and stuff, and he's gonna get it all tidy and looking good before the event. <clears throat> um the the maps and the the T signs are all ready ready to roll. I've just got them hiding in a drive before I release them. I know yeah. I should give may might have given Ethan a sneak peek. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I I heard it aloud anyway. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Same, not quite the same loud as what as we the champ playing course. for to yeah. go play today. Um, Slightly different. Yeah. So when does but the yeah. course open for practice rounds? Just just the day before. That's all. Just oh, being on the golf being on the golf course. Yeah, being, being on the golf course is quite hard to. Yeah. To, to do anything in advance, especially when it costs a lot of money to close it down for four days. Mm-hmm. So it, it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It will be a, a sneaky practice when. Yeah. We're, pay, we're paid to be there to play disc golf. Um, and knowing where some of the holes will be, oh, no golfers are out there. And if no one's there using the space, like, you know, jump over, have a, a, a quick throw and, you know, mm-hmm. just get used to it. Um, yeah. Because often, often, um, you know, in the evenings, um, I'll go out and play and I might see my golfer, the two golfers. Like, Yeah, it's pretty quiet. Um, it's it's not it's not even though it is in the middle of town, it's not massive, massively busy. So um, definitely for some locals, a better chance once the, you know everyone knows the layout to practice some of the holes. And obviously the holes are from the normal loud for uh, you know fair game anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think you kind of touched on this in the first one, but what do you think is going to be the toughest hole, Bray? Oh, oh, I can change. I can actually have to change that now. So had this double island lined up and yeah, I think that's the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that that's actually changing. So speaking with, uh, (laughs) speaking with Avery, uh, Avery Jenkins over the weekend, just being, um, I ran him through the, the holes of the tournament because I, you know, like I, I want it to be good, so I'm just right. happy, happy as for feedback, especially from someone like Avery, mm-hmm. who designed, you know, probably almost hundreds of courses, and he he shat on it. He said it was dumb. Like this is not not verbatim, like politely. Yeah. He was real, he was polite about it, but I I knew yeah. where he was going. Um, uh-huh. and you knew then, what he wanted to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He explained he explained you know why why it was. Sh- stupid and shit and um so now i'm, I'm changing i'm gonna i'm actually just gonna pull the t-pad back um it's no 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 hazards or anything no safe zone just a big strip of ob down the middle so that if you if you think you can throw 450 feet plus to clear the uh the tree line and the ob go for it um if you land ob you're taking a, a bogey at best and mm-hmm. if you want to play safe, if you want to play safe you will you will very easily take a par or a birdie. So just, yeah, that, so that hole's gone. So now I would say the toughest hole is probably going to be the, the Levi and Ethan know it. It's, we just call it one to two. Um, it's, 
it's a five meter wide tunnel, uh, five meter oh. wide, five five meter high in some places, yeah. um, hundred and forty meters. And if you are so like four, if, if you're feet? a uh, 140 meters, uh, just under 500 feet. Yeah. Okay. If you are anywhere left or right, you are screwed. There yeah. is there is no way to advance up the fairway very easily. So yeah, that's that'll be the toughest hole. And it's it's a it's a, it's a marquee hole. Like it's definitely it's it's only been birdied through two tournaments, maybe half a dozen times. I think Levi's Levi and Ethan would have birdied it like practicing it. Um, well, but yeah, last year, last year at the smash, I circle forward it after hitting the road. You circle forward it? Yeah, because I kicked left onto the road and then played a forehand and made a putt. Oh, you went <laughs> down the road and skipped in there. So like that's that's crazy. Like that to get to cut back through that tree line is is crazy. There is little gaps, and if you don't, if you're not a local, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that be holds the toughest. That'll be the toughest. Oh well, what about your favorite? This could be—I don't know—I I don't know how much of Ethan and Levi played, but you can yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll know it. My my favorite hole is probably going to be eighteen. We're not going to elevate the basket this year. We're going to keep it at the at, at a regular height, but we're going to um, is if you're a right hand backhand, you have the risk of turning over and going OB, and if you fade too heavy you land on the golf green or in the bunker. Like you have to be pinpoint straight for 105 meters or so, 110. Gotcha. And left hand, left hand backhand, it's the same. Yeah. You can fade into the OB. You can land on the on the green, the bunker. Um, but we're actually making it an island, sort of. So you actually have to clear 80 meters and get into a safe zone first. Gotcha. Yeah. And then be safe after that. Yeah. And what about you guys? You guys have a favorite? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna butt in first and claim that that my favorite's hole one. No. Okay. Um, hole one is just a par four that you have to be able to throw a forehand like 110. What's that like 350 off the tee um, through a gap and then uh, throw a straight mid range second shot. And you might get a birdie, but it's very easy to take high numbers on that hole. Yeah, it's, it's a good separator, and it's, yeah, it's right off right off the bat. It's a separator right off the bat. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Not, if you guys start, oh sorry, the hardest hole is always going to be, like, regardless of Bray's island hole we had, there wasn't going to come close. I just looked, and last year uh, we had South Islands at the Smash. It's going to be a different layout, but it was still a strong New Zealand field. And uh-huh. round three, the whole Bray was talking about was a you know, 150 meter par four, um, averaged a 5.07. Holy shit. Uh, round two, averaged a five flat. And round one, averaged a 5.04. So, motherfuckers are diabolical. Well, it's only 150. It plays like it's it's definitely not a par four, a five rather, but it yeah definitely scores scores like one at least. Because yeah. um, if I, I could pull up the stats and you could see a couple birdies, you know, like a third pars, but then it was like bogeys and worse. Um, 
So maybe not a score separator because of you know birdie par uh, bogey, but par double par bogey double triple. You know. Yeah. Separation, you, like, yes. you need to par it to actually gain strokes, which is great. Yeah. It's not it's not a great disc golf hole, but it's just like a signature one for the for the uh-huh. course. I feel like it's okay for the course to have that one tough asshole, you know, just like it, it can destroy, you know, because it, it's a one that it, it it could be a separator, but it's another one that everyone could walk out of there with a five, and everyone's just like, well, what else are you gonna do? Do, uh, just do you know what's going to make it worse is that there's there's a, a a two minute walk to the hole from from hole 13 to the hole 14 which it is and then you the two minute walk walking to it so you got two minutes to think about what's in front of you and then right. you have to play it and then after you've played it you'll probably have another two minute walk to hole 15 so it's uh-huh. it's the it's the most out of the way hole and then after it's kicked your ass you have two minutes to Deal with it before you got to move on to the next hole. <laughs> you guys in New Zealand are 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 mean. It's just me. <laughs> I think it'll be worse than that because there will be backups. Last year there was backups on backups. Yeah, I'm there really hoping there's not. <laughs> Hopefully there's not. But being realistic, even mm. as you know, from an organisation point of view, you can put. 15 minute, you know, minute gaps or you, you can lengthen out your tee times. People mm. are still going to be taking sixes and sevens in bushes, you know, where they're de- debating whether they go hammer or roller or, you know, like... Or putt. Yeah, exactly, or jump putt. And when you're debating, the options are jump putt into the fairway, hammer or roller, you don't even yeah. choose quickly because you're yeah, in some yeah. sort of spot that you really got to think through. So yeah. definitely... Definitely will be a hole that gets back up so you get to sit and watch people throw good shots and definitely throw quite a few bad shots. So that two-minute yeah. walk is nothing. It, you know, potentially there's going to be some weights. You know, you're just going to sit there and watch everyone else get wrecked on it while there's you also, wait for your turn. There's yeah. going to be so much coverage of that hole too. We've got three film crews covering that, that layout. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to make a, no- a nasty high number on and be filmed. Yeah, just- we're going to have to invent a new colour for that uh, scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favourite hole, Ethan? Do you have the same number one like Levi? Or yeah, um, my favourite hole probably. Yeah, I think one or what will be two, um, in the yep. layout for nationals. One or two, I think they're great par fours. Um, Levi kind of described one and two is like a two, two or five, two ten. So I don't know. I don't do. Things. That's okay. Yeah. That's all right. I'll, while you're talking, I'll look it up. So, so Levi says about six fifty feet, part, part, part four, wide yeah. open fairway, but like a golf fairway, like trees, but like it's you know it's uh-huh. I say wide, it's a golf fairway. Um, yeah. So you can still hit trees, so you don't have all the room, but enough room uh-huh. to shake shape something down 100 to 130 and then the green is just like plotted with these big big trees and there's five six meter gaps between them there's probably only about 20 trees but you see oh and it just creates some you know like there's so many like a backhand flex or yeah there's so many lines through them into the green but and you get up there and you're like wow like this this gap's huge but disc always seems to hit one of the yeah, 
It always Six, finds something. Six hundred and seventy yeah. feet. Yeah, classic, yeah. classic disc golf. Um, you know, big gaps, but you still find the trout. I think. Yeah. First two holes, in my opinion, um, will be the best. Oh, I mean, yeah, maybe not the best, but I enjoy quite a lot because it. You've definitely got to throw a decent. Um, you know, got to throw a good enough first shot and then throw a quality up shot or make a putt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the first three holes now that you just sort of say that you got par four, par four, and then we got that double mando. Yeah, I like the double mando. <laughs> Me personally, I just I always park that hole but miss the mando, so it never matters. I'll, yeah. I, that's got to be my worst hole on the on the entire course at the moment. What are, so oh, well, that's right. You, at least at least you know what it is. You can. You know the wind. It's a generally it's the same wind on that hole every time too. So I'd say most holes are generally the same wind. Yeah. Yeah. You'll just be pumping a Kia down there anyway, aren't you, Levi? Yeah, Kia something. And then the Nationals is on the home course, right? Like this is your what you guys play all the time. What's how's that? That's a big confidence booster, right? Different. Yeah. It feels good to not need to stress about twelve. I don't know. I don't know exactly. Got about twelve, or probably from the normal outward. If we're to go play on the golf course, that'd yeah. Yeah, at least at least eight. You know, like more than half. So it feels good knowing, like now, three weeks out, or you know, even three months ago, knowing that there's not eighteen holes to you know learn, learn. or figure uh-huh. figure something out. Um, means when the other holes do officially get a tee, or, you know, a tee in the basket on Thursday for practice, the you know, before, um, we can we can concentrate our time on the, the newer ones that we might not have seen or you know, had you know as much practice on. Um, but yeah, like like Bray said, the wind often quite breezy in the park there um, through gaps and often just swirly if anything. So it's handy. Yeah. No, no, some holes on the tee um, like. Normal 11, um, Levi and Bray will know, never really feels like much, but it's almost always a tailwind. So you're always just disc, disc down in stability, um, at least in my head I do, and that almost always works out. Like obviously, that, you know, it never, not, never, nothing's 100%, but just some of those things yeah. like that mm-hmm. might not feel like it right when you're on the tee, but you know as soon as you get out that gap 60 metres, or whatever, you know, however far it is that you know the distance yeah. is going to fly a little bit different. Hole, hole 11 that he's talking about, by the way, is 1,170 feet. <laughs> it's just the Holy big cow. one. It's the yeah. big one. Is that the longest one? Uh, yeah, it's the lot. So we, where we originally had it, we had to make it like six meters longer because we wanted to just be the longest hole in New Zealand. So uh-huh. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's cheap the reason for that hole just another example of of Bray being, being diabolical <laughs> and torturing <laughs> it's not too bad because it is just down a golf fairway so yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's wide but, but to be fair enjoy. the first three times I played it I still managed to land in a fucking OB <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is that a par 5 then the 1000 foot yeah. hole uh, no, yeah it's a par 5 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It will it will average it will average pretty close to par for the tournament, I would say as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say probably, you know, some of the bombers and then there's probably some MPO players that don't can't quite throw as it's, far. So your first shot is is important, but I, I genuinely think it's the second one for that hole. Because if you're a little bit out of position, you do have to force a bit of a turn. It just follows a natural dog leg of a golf fairway. So mm-hmm. and if you overshoot your approach, you're in a in a bit of trouble. Yeah. And then uh, uh, uh 27 at a ready. It is now. Oh, it will be. Uh, it will be. It'll be close to the same as twenty-seven. Iridi's air course as well. Have that raging headwind, so it yeah. feel three times. It would feel ten times longer. It's all right, yeah. Eric. Iridi's our other course, so you know, it's all right. We can claim either. <laughs> okay, I was going to say because if not, then you'll just have to like push it back another ten meters or whatever. <laughs> move, move the basket somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a little bit farther. Uh, one second. Um, and then I, I don't know how I was supposed to word this, but I hear one of you or both of you have the number one and number two course record there. (laughs) (laughs) You have one and two or, uh, I have one. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has the course record. The the first Uh, time, the first few times I went and played the course, uh, I was just throwing, you know, a couple shots of each tee, just basically practice rounds first yeah. a couple of times. And I went and actually scored around for the first time and shot 13 under, which was... Oh, the yeah. This was devastating oh. to me because I was like 10 under on this course is 1040 rated, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Levi just goes out and does that. Uh, and then Ethan, like, the next week shot 12. Okay, so it's got to be number one and number two. Well, 13 down, 12 down, 11, no, 10. No one, no one shot better than nine. It wasn't us. I've shot nine a few times. I've shot 10, I've shot 11, I've shot 12. And yeah. shot 11, no. Don't shot 13. Um, it was Man. a little fortunate because I played. I shot, well, I shouldn't leave that week. So on this, the same layout, we had a P, Bray had a league, ran a PDGA league, and I shot, did I shoot 11, right? Yeah. I shot it was eleven. I shot eleven, and it was only, and we'd all all said that it was going to be, you know, 10, 10, 10 plus, um, you know, ten under, and I shot eleven, and it was only ten oh six. Which was just a bit unfortunate because it always depends. Ratings always depend on how everyone else plays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and everyone else just had a good day. And obviously, right. I did as well, and that was my best league round by quite a while. Um, but yeah, it was quite quite upset, upsetting to put out what you know two off the course record that no one else has come close to, and only be a thousand rated. Yeah, I think what I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but you kind of guys have the same thing that going that's going on with the FPO here, where your ratings don't really re- reflect how well you're playing because of of how many people you have around you that play good but their rating isn't where maybe another player that you would play against because i i believe that if levi was in america he would you know like has been playing in america for a year i think he'd be you know in that 10 10 50 close to like approaching 
from watching watching your game. I haven't watched every single round of yours, but I've watched a decent amount of what I could find on coverage, and it seems like you have it all together. Not to like, I don't want to inflate your ego, but <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting going to the states, watching playing video, playing pro tour events. But pro- that's probably a bit not necessarily a fair test because that is the absolute that's cherry picking a bit, you know. Like, yeah. it, you know, it, it's how it's statistics. You got a thousand rated field average. Average scores even, even's a thousand rated. You've got a nine hundred rated field average. Average scores even. All of a sudden, it could be the same course, you know, same conditions, yeah. but just a different tournament, and it's nine hundred rated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it would be interesting to play, you know, a, a smaller, air, air quotes, smaller, like an A tier or B tier or something that m- most people play um, quite regularly. And to see what you know the winning scores of those and what the ratings um, look like and how, how like you say, because if, if anything, I would agree. I'd, I'd hope just to make me feel a little less bad um, that you know in the states I might be ten points higher or, or, yeah. or um, but yeah, that's probably one of the things I'm probably most excited about is to go and play and hopefully play a ride at some events with some good propagators and get some right. ratings we wouldn't get. Um, potentially yeah. on courses that we feel could be similar to New Zealand. Um, we we sort of had that discussion over the weekend with with a I mean, we had a couple Americans over here for the for the South Island champs like Avery. Um, yeah, yeah um, uh, Maverick uh, Robertson. He's a one of the Discmania mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes guys, and like Nate Perkins and stuff, and Maverick in a conversation with him was saying that he felt that the people that he was playing with in the tournament, if they were in the, in the USA would be about 10, 10, 12 points higher than what that's, they are here. That's interesting. So I, I'd always heard from people in New Zealand that ratings in New Zealand were. Yeah. That's same, same. That's what I thought too, but hearing but it from Maverick. At South Islands, I played with Nate Perkins twice and Based off of what I saw, I thought the ratings were pretty fair because I saw that um, we had about the same power on the forehand and the backhand. Um, hard to tell putting, you know, if it's just based off small sample size. But yeah. I felt like I was throwing about as far as him and we had a fairly similar style of play. And the yeah, ratings... That's true. And you're, other, you're rated the same, so... Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah it's weird. It's weird. You could probably talk about it for fucking hours and not get anywhere, yeah, <laughs> to be it fair. Is, it, is, it is weird because I won in the weekend with the strongest, and probably the strongest field New Zealand's actually had in an event. There was yep. three mm-hmm. by Nate and a guy from Japan who are 1,000 rated. I'm at 962, you know, presently, and I was the 18th, 17th, 18th highest rated player, which like, everyone in the States doesn't sound impressive, but Usually, I'd probably, at 960s, like, 70s, I've kind of floated around the last year yeah. or two. Top five, yeah. quite easily. Yeah, you would, at a tournament, you'd be top five. In New Zealand, even even yeah. some bigger bigger events. Um, so, yeah, to be, to be 17th, 18th, highest rated at uh-huh. 962, oh, sorry, at 962 was kind of like, oh. And then, but um, I won the event with an average of a 992. Um, so yeah, it was a bit, a bit confusing, like, but yeah, it would definitely be good to see 
um, and actually put out, at least get an opinion ourselves, you know, seeing and watching yep. um, Pro Tour events, maybe playing in one or two, and just seeing what we think the ratings feel like, whether yeah. we are inflated or whether we are deflated or if they're actually fair. Um, because it does make it hard for anyone in the future if they are deflated or inflated, it, it does make it hard um, for anyone like in the future that wants to go and play in the pro tour, play a pro tour event, or make a trip out of it and play play a couple of ATs and Amrolls or you know whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But a lot, you know, I know a lot of disc golfers always, um, particularly New Zealand, uh, with COVID in the last few years, have been, you know, once borders open up, they'd like to you know go and see yeah. what it's like. You know, who knows if. Yeah. Who knows if they're necessarily any good, but you know, so, you know, disc golf is a very. Um, we like to think we're sometimes better than we are, but it would, yeah. If you get what I'm trying to say, it's would be good to know because it right. it would be unfair if we, you know, if I'm nine sixty and I would be nine eighty in the states, and then try uh-huh. to enter off the same same ratings criteria, I'd actually have to be twenty points better for some of them. Coming from New Zealand, yeah. Mm-hmm, to make um, it in, yeah. But yeah, definitely be interesting to see in a few a few months just to see what we think and. Right. It's exciting. Very exciting. Right, well, this, is, this is a question for everyone. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred <laughs> duck-sized horses? <laughs> um. What one horse-sized duck, or a hundred duck-sized horses? I feel like with the duck-sized horses, you could just like stomp on them; you'd be fine. I know, but that's a hundred. What about? But I'm not taking down. I'm not taking down a horse-sized duck. Nah, that's just scary. And ducks can be mean. Those teeth. (laughs) Those teeth. You never know. Uh huh. I'm with you. I'm taking. I'm taking the hundred. I'll. I'll yeah, I. I take the hundred. Hundred. Uh, I put duck, duck put some boots on and just just start kicking when they get too close. Yeah. Ethan's looking like he's going to take the bloody the singular duck. I'll be one. different. I'm going to take the duck because there's only one of it. You know. Yeah, that's a big ass duck. If the, if the duck got you to ground, there's only one duck to fend off. But if the horse has got you to ground, there's a hundred of them that could kick you or. Uh, a good oh, point. Man. But at the same time, you could just jump and you're out of the way of all the horses. <laughs> what would a trampede, a stamp trampede, a stampede of a hundred duck-sized horses sound like? That would be that's that's the world's biggest question. <laughs> Such a weird um thing to like visualize because I could just <laughs> Pick, like I'm just trying to picture all these like miniature little horses running around your feet. <laughs> does uh does oh you guys probably don't. Do you guys have Groundhog's Day? No. Okay. Why do you? Well, I need to. I gotta quickly Google what a fucking Groundhog. So Groundhog like. Day is this is this thing in the United States where all over it's not just the United States. It's probably a place that has winter, but there's a bunch of places that have these pet groundhogs that they pull out of their homes and then they. If they if the groundhog sees their shadow, it's six more weeks of winter. But if the groundhog doesn't see its shadow, it's an early spring. Oh, so that's just happened. It's observed on February the second. Yeah, right. that's why I was asking because we had a whole like two episode thing where we talked about groundhogs, 
And so I was going to ask what your guys' groundhog was. And then I realized you guys probably didn't groundhog. celebrate the such a silly is, holiday. It's a woodchuck. <clears throat> yeah. Is it, woodchuck. So how much wood would a woodchuck chuck? <laughs> yep. Um, so what was your guys' biggest oh no moment on the course? This weekend? Anytime. If you want to do this weekend, you can do over a, a lot. You can do your entire time you've been playing disc golf. You can do in the past year. We just want to hear a, we like to hear a story for, uh, you know, oh no disc golf. We've, we've, we've heard mine, so we'll let these boys go for it. Is yours whole whatever it was at Highlander? Yep. Yep. First event is a sponsored player. Yeah. And it, uh, NZDSS is sponsors retail sponsor and a pity voucher for uh, yeah. you know, a tough luck story. And everyone just started chanting Bray, Bray, Bray. And yeah. Bray wins an NZDS voucher and his first I won a, I won, a, I won a $50 voucher for my oh no moment of the weekend because I got a triple circle 10 on one of the holes. And it was my first <laughs> ever tournament. First ever tournament sponsored by them. It was my first ever nationals. Ugh. Rough. This might be a bit of recency bias, but I can't seem to think of anything other than uh, this last weekend uh, at South Island's Final round, I was feeling good. I was smashing it. I was catching up strokes on lead car. After having a pretty poor first round, I was eight under through water, uh, 15. Yeah, 15. And on 16, I threw a drive that wasn't too good. It was a par three. I just failed to get up and down from 50 metres um, for a bogey. Um, then the very next hole stepped up and missed an easy mando on like a 220 meter par uh, par four. So I was throwing from this drop zone that was about 430 feet, about 130 meters. Okay. Um, I was throwing there, throwing that, you know, for three. And I threw a mean as drive, uh, yeah, I threw a mean as shot. Halo Destroyer through this tunnel, low ceiling, and put it inside circle. It was like my favorite shot of the weekend. And then I just chained out on the putt to make a circle four and then proceeded to uh, make a six on the last hole. Oh, oh. Those last oh, holes were bogey, bogey, bogey double to shoot four under. Oh, man. That is uh, that's a bad one. That may be one of the worst ones we've ever had. That sounds like you and Nate Perkins did the same thing on the same card. We pretty Fuck. much did. Uh, um, I think he was a bit up. We figured that if we'd gone birdie, 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 if both me and Nate had gone birdie, 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 we both would have ended up tied with Ethan in a playoff. That would have been cool. 30th after one round. I don't think Ethan would have found that cool. He was already sweating brick down into that last hole. <laughs> is, that, is that your is that your own no moment from the weekend? Surely. From the weekend, of course, triple putting, you got a lead. Triple putting, like Yeah, you know, what's it, 600, 650 feet foot tunnel with like two lines of trees and a relatively nice fairway. OB on the right side. And as a lefty, you know, you really got to throw something straight. And I went, 
probably like 300 off the tee with a buzz, really laser. So one stroke up, two holes to play, laser to buzz down there, throw it. The guy that I was, you know, um, one shot ahead of through a T-Bird three, and I outdrove his T-Bird three um, by about a couple of feet. Not, right. you know, not, that not felt him, good. I, I, I put a good move on it, and yeah. then he threw a good up, a decent enough up, up shot, and I threw a fierce, just, you know, putter, threw a mm-hmm. really nice flip up, you know, down through the trees, really nice shot, slid up, looked quite close, got there. Part of it, part of it, and made a bogey. Was uh, Jay was in second, made birdie to you know, do all the oh, leapfrog. leapfrog switch Rooney, yeah, to yeah, second place. Um, that was Ooh. obviously that was not ideal. We ended up birdieing and he bogeyed the last, so I ended up leapfrogging. Leap. Back. But the footage is gonna be so good. My own no moment. Recently, probably was the weekend before we had a tournament um, at Levi One called Heislander, and I played played a few good holes to start, and we're coming to a par four downhill, and I managed to throw a good drive, but I thought it sat in bounds, get up there, and it was OV by you know a foot or two. It was like, oh damn, then was psyched myself out. Didn't want to throw it long onto this road, so I then threw my next shot out of bounds. All of a sudden, on a par four, jump putting for bogey putting, you know, make make double. Uh-huh. Uh, it was quite a roller coaster because then on the next side, I was about thirty meters, up, you know, ninety feet. Made made a putt like a technical throw in, but made a putt for birdie. Um, but the oh no moment got you know some double bogey birdie got to the next hole. Through a bit bad drive and a lacking up shot to about 20 feet, 25 feet. A little bit of a death putt. And it was like, oh, yeah, you know, you've got to clean these up if you actually want to play good today. And putted it badly, airballed. And it was because it was a bit of a death putt, there was OB quite close behind. And yeah. After I airballed, it was quite literally, oh, no, like, um, uh-huh. it, was, it didn't go OB in the end, but it rolled so far down the hill. I contemplated re-putting, but a re-putt you've got to make. Um, so I, you know, just walked down the hill, laid it up, made double. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was quite a quite a roller coaster. But airballing the first one from twenty five wasn't. It was. It was on yeah. a hill basket. Uh-huh. I feel like I feel like the biggest I know of uh, the highs of the weekend was on the way home. <laughs> Wasn't it? Can you, just, um, can you just want to really quickly like talk about that? <laughs> um, yeah, so we're driving home. So Heisender was about three, two and a half hours away. Um, down, yeah, two and a half hour trip home. Usually Levi kind of plugs his headphones in and just listens to a podcast or whatever and just naps or whatever in the listens car. Listens to Ono oh Disco. <laughs> there you go. Me and mum, me, mum and Levi were the only occupants in the car. We drove about an hour and mum pulled over and goes, oh, we'll stop in the toilet here. I'm in the front, she's driving. We hop out, go to the toilet and there was a, a car we'd passed that she'd wanted to, yeah, wanted to stay in front of. Um, and there was a bit of a windy bit coming up, you know, not necessarily great for passing. So she's like, oh, quick, here comes the car. Let's, you know, hop in and go. And, you know, we kind of jog across the road. We hopped out of the toilets about the same time. 
hop in the car and drive off. And we're talking, I was talking, you know, I'm the front, um, mum, mum's driving and she's talking about uh, work and a little bit about the States and, you know, just admin stuff that Levi kind of, you know, could, could, could really couldn't care less about. 15, 20 minutes down the road, we can't kind of start talking about disc golf. And I'm like, Levi, what do you, you know, what do you think? No. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, he's asleep, leave him alone. I was like, Levi, what do you think? Silence. And then I'd turn around and Levi's not there. <laughs> and I was like, Mum, pull over. Levi's not in the car. Mum, pull up. Like, what do you mean he's not in the car? He's not in the back seat. No, he's lying down asleep. No, he's not there. Um, and yeah, we oh my God. We lived in behind this rural town in the yeah, middle of nowhere, kind of. So um, funny. 20, 20 so bad. Away, 20 minutes no away. Phone. So we pulled over and obviously the U turn and headed it on back. Um, and yeah, poor Levi obviously had hopped out whilst we were in the toilet and gone to the toilet and we just didn't even check. Um, right. And yeah, mum was nearly in tears. Oh no, my baby. And Ethan, and the passenger seat here, was in tears because he thought it was the funniest thing yeah. <laughs> well, probably, so good 20, yeah, 20 minutes uh, back to pick him up um, thankfully uh, all right. 15 of them I was probably crying my eyes out laughing just because uh, like, uh, you know, it was just so so. it's such an obscene thing to think about that you just had someone and forgot about them um, yeah. so, oh god yeah. that's they, pretty good quite, poor, quite poor Levi yeah, Levi. <coughs> so great. Um, but yeah, never gonna let mom live down that one. <laughs> no, kind of my fault as well because obviously I was passenger and didn't check. Um, obviously, an oh no when we realised. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a good story to tell. Uh huh. Sure. Uh, Levi, how many wins do you have, and what is your most like memorable win. Do you even know? Or should we quickly like look this up uh, for you? Yeah, I can look it up <laughs> if you need me to. Uh, uh, yeah, divisional yeah. wins or overall? Overall. Like 23 divisional? Yeah, I was gonna, my guess my guess is 23. Total. 23 wins on P2GA. But that's including like juniors and stuff. Yeah. 23 um, out of 34 events. Oh, we're right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say 33, but yeah, 34. That's about right. 34, including. Oh, what? Yeah, one of them's a stupid league as well oh, that he didn't play. Yeah. So that's that's annoying, but. Yeah. Um, what would it be? It'll be at about 15. Uh, yeah, that's a, hard, that's a hard one to go back and look through. It doesn't. It'll be, yeah, it'll be about there. What was your favourite? The, the most memorable, <laughs> or the one that sticks out to me the most, that's the thing, that the losses, I remember the losses a lot more than I remember the wins, but the one that stuck out with me, stuck out, sticks out to me, is my first one at Tucker's Beach. Uh, two years ago? Coming up on two years ago? Yeah, almost two years ago, yeah. I was still playing juniors. I managed to average like 10 10 
something like that. Okay. Check it out. After playing at seven in the morning or eight in the morning, uh, you know, and it was freezing, freeze, literally freezing, ice on half of the tee pads. Yeah, below 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, and by the time... Yeah. You know, the Empire field, it was beautiful, lovely days. It was just a bit of wind. Beautiful in right. this context of maybe 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, uh, it's always summer at Tucker's. <laughs> yeah. I had the sun out, which is more than I could say. Yeah. Um, that's a crazy win. Like, yeah, you were playing in ice and the MPO was playing in sunshine and you won by three strokes. Put a man notice. Oh, for sure. Um, what is okay? So you said you remember the losses a lot more. What's the most memorable loss then? Nationals last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that you've watched. You've watched that, Eric. Is that the one where you chain out or you spit out, and then you have to grab all your stuff and run away before the disc yeah, rolls I, down and hits you? That's the one. I had about three that's the one. Okay. Um, uh, I did watch that, yeah. unfortunately, for you. <laughs> Because that was, oh, it wasn't the first taste of a major because I won South Islands that year. But it was, you know, it was, oh, you're doing real well. This Jay guy, he, Jay at the time, he's now one of the um, yeah. best in the country. Pol- politely to Jay at that nationals nobody knew who the fuck he was and he yeah. was he winning. hadn't got any wins yet he'd only played about four events and yeah. he'd been playing been playing it was nationals was in March last year he'd been playing since like July the year before so oh, okay. um, going into the final round I think I was one back of Simon Steezy who was like a 12 time New Zealand champ he's uh-huh. Everyone he's, knows he's him. the old man string. He's got a four-digit PDGA number. Tells yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I remember him now. Yeah. Yeah. He's been he's been around a while. Um, uh-huh. And Simon sort of crumbled within the first nine holes, the first three. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it was kind of a two-horse race, and I wasn't really thinking of Jay, so I was more worried about the more experienced players. Right. Not like you know, twelve holes in, and I go, oh. Me and Jay are, you know, three shots clear or however many it was, you know, mm. two horse race, and I've only got one on Jay. Uh, and I just crumbled under the pressure and couldn't put together a decent final round. And but you but you bounced back from there so strongly though, like you you beat him at Tuckers and stuff like that. Oh, that that was a good Tuckers. That yeah, that was but, that Tuckers was also quite memorable because that was my first back to back win. And my first 1050 rated round. And your revenge on Jay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no disrespect to Jay. Like he he was he nobody knew who the fuck he was. He won nationals mm-hmm. and, yeah. and but he backed it up. He backed it up and he's been backing it up. He's top three, top four, every every single event he plays in. So yeah, he's, up to cool. about nine, he's up to about nine ninety-four in player rating at the moment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 990s yeah. anyway, so He's going to the Champions Cup this year, I believe. He's not going. He's not going. Yeah, Am Worlds and Am USCGC. Ah, oh, yep. yep. Um, describe each of you. Describe yourself in one word. Bray. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
Ray, you were there when I said this. Mine is great. There you go. I like it. Do you remember that, bro? Vaguely. Riversdale. Montana Flat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fuck, that was around, wasn't it? <laughs> um, one word uh, for me. Um, fuck. I'm trying to make, trying to like think of a polite one because all the ones I'm thinking of is like rude. Fuck would be a good one. <laughs> just fuck. Bro, just. It's like. F- it's like five words. I'm just, I'm just take it or leave it. <laughs> but, I don't know. I know. I feel um, like that could probably be boiled down into one word. Yeah, you've cut, cut the line quite, put the bar quite high there, haven't you? What, with great? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got That's one That's not actually mine. That's an inside joke. Cavalier for Bray. I would say, yeah. I don't, what's Cavalier mean? Um, showing a lack of proper concern. So you're just like, yeah, you got, you get me, and that's it. Take it or leave it, right? So. Yep, that's that's a hundred percent it. Did we hear Levi's? Oh, sorry. Oh, cunt. I'll just go with Young. Yeah, all right, all right. I love it. I love it. I, I like um, it. Levi's another five-letter word to me. It's champ. It's, there you go. Yeah, it's five letters. Jesus Christ, I almost thought there were six letters for some reason. <laughs> champ. Um, in, our, like, little cir- in our little circle down here, Levi is champ and Ethan is the champ's brother. It's like, <laughs> like a running joke sort of a thing because Ethan can obviously beat Levi as well, so it's, it's, it's yeah. cool. It's good. Uh huh. Yeah, you gotta tease everyone a little bit, right? hundred percent. Uh, Bray, why don't you tell everyone where they can watch the New Zealand national champs? Ooh, yes. Okay, so we have three film crews for the national champs. Uh, I'm not sure when this podcast will be dropping, but in a, in a couple of weeks' time, the coverage will be getting released uh, mid mid November. Um, okay. So Flex Flexline Media uh, will have coverage. Ah, uh, sorry, mid March, not mid November. You say mid November? Oh, okay, I think I, I did say mid November. <laughs> just got to wait. Five percent. Yep, sweet. Um, mid March. <clears throat> um, Flexline Media are covering uh, MPO feature card. They'll have coverage out within a week or two of the event. Uh, mm-hmm. Blinding Lights. They are covering. Uh, FPO all weekend. Uh, they will have coverage out within the month. <clears throat> and then MDG Media, uh, who covers the European tour, They're the main coverage of the European tour, um, will have next day coverage of nationals. So 3rd, 4th, 5th of March. Uh, and they're covering MPO feature and MPO lead throughout the weekend. And keep an, keep an eye on MDG because Levi's round, third round. Um, yeah. at South Island's with Nate Perkins is due to drop this weekend sometime. 
Sogenesh anyway. Um, awesome. Yeah. I have to keep an eye out for that. Man, MDG Media, that that was pretty awesome, mate. Just meeting those guys and what they're doing. That that yeah, they're literally like filming New Zealand disc golf as like a tourist attraction. Like they're doing reels and short videos trying to promote. Yeah, promote you New guys, Zealand. New awesome. Zealand is a destination to come play because fuck, we take some shit for granted over here when it comes to our landscapes and and, and nature and stuff. Uh, yeah. And you guys barely have anything that wants to kill humans as far as animals go. So that's always great. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we have, I don't think we have any deadly animals. So we have nothing. <laughs> maybe the, maybe the, one, yeah, one species, but one. it's only it's only ever got like two recorded deaths. So one <laughs> spider. Yeah. Yeah. Great white sharks. Give us that. Yeah. <laughs> we do have sharks. But not on the disc golf course. No. <laughs> no. Oh. No snakes, no bears, no alligators. We just we just got golfers that want to kill us because we're on their course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds like it. Um, and then quickly uh, go down the line, tell everyone where they can follow each of you and pay attention to your journey. Whoever um, wants to start. Biggest one for me is just on Instagram, uh, Levi Stout or Levi Stout.dg. Check us follow. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, oh, I, do, I do Instagram as well, mostly. Um, yeah, Ethan's, Ethan S underscore DG, I think my username is. I think that's right. correct. And yes. uh, well, it, it is Ethan S underscore DG. Yeah. That's, yep. yeah, that's, that's where I post heaps. Most Lots of stuff. Yeah. And as, as always, mine's still Bray underscore NZDSS. Awesome. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Did we miss anything? Um, we'll keep an eye on Flexline for national or oh, South Island's coverage. Yeah. Yep. Um, Ethan's on there. I'm on there. And all right, I do okay. <laughs> um, we, yeah, ho- ho- hopefully, I talked to the guys and they said hopefully in a couple of weeks, just got to get organized commentary. So, hopefully, right. next yep. before nationals, it does come out. Um, just, there'll be three all three rounds a feature card and then you know, lead card, second and third round. Um, and obviously, MDG for Levi's final round. That'll be um, sweet. That'll be sweet to watch. And just mm-hmm. Flexline in general, if you're interested, if anyone's interested about looking at New Zealand disc golf and yeah, there's some great videos. Players or just yeah, just at all interested in any aspect of it. Um, sure. I have uh, one 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 question quickly for Ethan and Levi. Um, it's just just to put it put it on the record <clears throat> from from our point of views. Discmania one and four announcements tonight, like as we're recording this podcast. Just I don't need a reason or anything. And Eric's probably like, what the fuck? Just just give me a name. Connor. Connor. Yeah. Sebastian. I think it's oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think it should be, but yeah. I think Connor will get it. Yep. Yeah. Do you yeah. just just for Eric and anybody listening quickly, Discmania has been running a real an initiative in New Zealand. And they're okay. taking one. They're taking one player, and they're gonna 
take them on full time as part of the Dismania team and um, oh, awesome. hopefully 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 get them up to a level where they can ship them off to the states and play on the pro uh-huh. tour. And great. They're, da- they're down to the final four and over the weekend, Avery Jenkins, who's the manager of Team Dismania, been here yeah. and been hanging out with them and played with them. And yeah, so that, that's happening tonight. So when this gets released, we'll, we will already know in New Zealand what's going on. But just that's awesome. Just wanted to see who we all thought because like we're, we're friends with all of them, you know what I mean? So like it's right. So whoever wins, you're like happy for, but yeah, for sure. And I think, uh-huh. yeah, I think whoever doesn't get it, especially like a Sebastian doesn't get it from my point of view. I think he's got a huge future in it. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, and then all of the solid players in their own right. So, yeah, for sure. And then regarding the flex line and MD, MDGA, MDG media, um, once those are out, I'll make sure to share them on the Instagram for anyone listening, if you need a place to find it. Um, well, awesome. thank you, Levi. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you, Bray, all for coming on. It's been absolutely awesome meeting you two and talking to you again, Bray. As always. Bye. Love it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And then if you guys just don't mind squeezing in together really quick, I got to get a, a screenshot. Yeah, there you go. We need all your faith.